Derek Zamorak. What's up, my Hello. friend? Hello. <laughs> it must be Friday. It is. And, oh, before we got to get to brand new business, we're officially podcasters. Yeah. I know. I heard that. Look at the <laughs> iTunes or whatever and all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah. So the Box Officer Podcast is available now on iTunes, Google Podcasts as well. So I thought, well, heck, we have a whole new audience. So give us a little bit of a bio of who you are for our national audience. Oh, my God. Do we have enough time? <laughs> we'll make time because <laughs> it's our podcast. We do what we want. <laughs> okay. The question I want to know is, is which of the multiple personalities you want me to talk about? <laughs> The one you show us on the air. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I actually, I actually grew up back east in, in Maine. Dreamt of moving to California as a kid. Loved movies. Headed to California. Did a little bit of acting. Realized that's not going to work. Uh, went to college. <laughs> and uh, just loved film. And I've actually owned uh, movie theaters uh, through the years. Um, I've done uh, the film critics for several te- television stations, uh, radio shows, like with Mel and uh, all that fun stuff. I've got a book coming out about 50 movies you probably haven't seen that you should. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. Yeah. And I'm a member of the Screen Actors Guild and the Producers Guild of America. I I know what a bad movie is because I've made several. (laughs) So that's how you learn. (laughs) Oh, Derek, I love you. And you're on the California Film Institute too, right? Yeah, it's California Independent Film Festival Association. I'm actually the founder. Started the film festival uh, 27 years ago. I know my voice doesn't sound it, but if you saw me on TV, you know, oh, he's really that old. Dude, see, (laughs) I'm still learning things. I didn't know you were the founder, and we've been together for years talking movies. So, see, I'm I'm glad we did that. Let's hear about Mel. (laughs) Okay, so I'm a radio personality, and I host mornings here in the Bay Area on KKIQ, and my former partner in crime on the morning show, Wayne Coy uh, brought you in to talk movies with us on Friday. And I remember Wayne saying, Mel, you know, I'm not that big into movies, so I'm going to need you here. And I was like, are you (laughs) kidding? This is like the best assignment you could ever give me. And so it all started out with us chatting about new movies that were being released on Friday with you, Derek, giving uh, rating those in slates, you know, from one to five slates. So it was a really cool opportunity for our audience to um, know where to spend their hard earned money and then the pandemic hit and we turned on a dime and decided to start giving people movies that they could watch currently in their own home and we wrapped it up in a fun little theme and so now here we are the box officer podcast is now available nationwide (laughs) went together now in the radio is it three or four years i mean it's going on now oh yeah i think we're close to four years now oh my gosh yeah (laughs) unbelievably (laughs) awesome i wish i would have kept a log of every movie you had reviewed for us over those four years. Well, eventually, I'm going to run out. <laughs> Never. <laughs> and if we do, then we'll figure out another way to uh, turn the podcast on a dime. So thanks to everybody who is uh, enjoying the Box Officer podcast outside of the Bay Area. Welcome to our show. So, Derek, this week, you've got another really fun theme for us. What have you got wrapped up in a bow this time? Yeah, you know, I have mentioned before that, you know, I am actually grew up in Maine, and the one season that I truly, truly miss is autumn. Mm. When the leaves start changing and you're jumping in those leaves as a kid, that's the season 
that I truly miss. And now here, you know, we're now we're in California where it's like it's 80 degrees and then it drops down to 45, right? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you got to skip over that whole autumn thing. The other day I was thinking, hmm, let's do autumn movies with autumn settings. Now, people see movies for different reasons. Some see it for great escapes. Some people just for enjoyment. Some people for the social redeeming values, which is never me. Um, and <laughs> other people, you know, there's reasons why people want to do it. And I was thinking, you know what? There may be a lot of people who really miss that fall foliage that would like to see it on the big screen or at their home or wherever they can see these movies. So I have come up with three movies with beautiful autumn settings with those nice brown, orange, red colored leaves in the background who are one of the characters in the movies. The first one that we're going to talk about is The Trouble with Harry. Now, Mel, I want you to try to guess this, this director, okay? Okay. It is a dark comedy set on the East Coast in Vermont during, obviously, autumn. Okay, it's got it to is be not a thriller. King. No, oh. it is Alfred Hitchcock. <gasps> he ventured out into a different realm for him. He did a few little comedies, but this is a true, true comedy. Now it's got a little bit of suspense and thriller in it, but it is a dark comedy. Now this takes place in, like I said, in Vermont, in a very quirky town. If I can continue to describe this film, you would think it's a Wes Anderson film mm. because the people in the, in the, the town they're all wacky, right? All of a sudden, <laughs> they find a dead body on the hit the hillside named Harry. And all the people in the town are trying to figure out, how did Harry die? And then they all believe that they each killed him. So they're going to try to figure out what actually happened to Harry. Now, it's very interesting. stars John Forsythe and also um, Harry's ex-wife thinks that she may have killed him. But do you know who that is? Shirley MacLaine, her very first film role. Okay? And then also there's a little kid in this movie who's actually Jerry Mathers. Yes, the bee... From Believer to Beavers in this movie, okay? It's about four village people, not the village people, not the, not the, the musical group, I should say village people, right? The village residents, okay? And they're trying to figure out who actually murdered Harry in the town. Now, the other unique thing about this is that um, Herman, the actual comp- the composer that uh, Hitchcock had worked with so many numerous times with, he actually did Psycho, North by Northwest, uh, the man knew too much, Vertigo, and also did the music for Citizen Kane. This was his first project that he ever did with Hitchcock, and then his career took off. So great music, great scenery with yeah. the, the fall foliage. Now, the one thing is, is that when the crew, when Hitchcock, because they weren't from the East Coast, I mean, well, he was from England, but, you know, when, he, when, they, when they went to the East Coast, they said, okay, there's going to be the fall foliage. They were too late. It had already passed. So what did Hollywood do? They put the leaves back up and made it look beautiful. Now, yes, they are fake leaves, but they look real. And this will definitely make you want to stroll down a New England uh, street in the nice fall day. So fun movie. And also this movie was actually was not released for 30 years because of uh, Hitchcock's estate. And it got re-released in in the 1980s. So this movie has not been seen by a lot of people, but it is a very interesting interesting Hitchcock film that you'll be surprised with and a joy to watch. So. I've been obsessed with Hitchcock all my life and I'm like, oh my gosh, how did I miss this movie? And that's why, because of delayed release is why I was thinking hello, Stephen King. Uh, right, right. <laughs> but no, absolutely Hitchcock. I cannot no. wait to see that. Oh, that looks yeah. so you'll, good. You'll laugh out loud. I mean, it is it's very funny and it's just a lot of fun. Okay, what's number two yeah. for our autumn movies? 
this is more down my alley, okay, in terms of indie films. This is Far From Heaven from 2002. Now, this stars, you know, one of my favorite actresses, Julianne Moore, mm-hmm. and she plays the perfect 1950s housewife. She has a great life, healthy kids. She's a successful husband. She's a socialite in the area. This takes place in autumn, and it's a beautiful setting. And then one night, she finds that her husband is kissing another man. <gasps> Her world gets spiraled out of control. She's confused and she's grieving. So who does she lean on to? She leans on to the African-American gardener, Raymond. And this is taboo in the night. This is a taboo in the 1950s. So her world is completely changed. And they have their secret romances always outside in the nice leaves and everything. Beautiful setting. This is definitely one that's worth a, a watch. A very controversial film in 2002 got nominated for four Academy Awards in 2003. Julianne Moore, actually, for uh, Best Leading Actress, uh, Best Writing, Best Cinematography, absolutely gorgeous, (laughs) and Best Music. So uh, this is one that will... make you think and it's very very compelling film so far from heaven 2002 and it's rated pg-13 and it is on amazon it's really really well done you know the way they handle the race issues in that time i thought it was really well done one of my favorites too okay okay good you've seen it great i have i've seen that one but i haven't seen the problem with harry (laughs) but i will okay so what's the last one you got for us this week the last one that we talked about is because, you know, oftentimes we do outstanding movies. We do movies you may not have seen. You may do movies that actors or actresses have been, you know, were in very bad movies when they first started their career and that may have, you know, launched them. So this is a movie that I'm not saying that it's a great film, but it's one of those films that you may want to see because of the, of the scenery. And that is Autumn in New York, also from mm-hmm. 2002. Okay. Oh, you know this one, Mel. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now this is stars Richard Gere, and he is a is a uh, restaurateur in New York and a very womanizing uh, gentleman who tips on everything that comes through his, his restaurants. Uh, and then one day, this mysterious young girl comes up, and that's Renata Ryder, and uh, he takes an interest in her and comes to find out there's a little connection between the two. And I'm not talking physically, I'm talking about another connection. And uh, they decide to go out on a date, okay? I don't want to spoil this movie for you. Now, is this the greatest movie in the world? No, but this is what I'm talking about with escape. You want to see great landscaping. You want to see beautiful foliage without driving, you know, all the way to the East Coast in New England. This is a movie that you might want to see. And it's directed by Joanne Chen, okay, uh, who's a great uh, actress, uh, Chinese descent. And uh, you might want to see this not only for the, the, the movie itself, because it is a, I want to say, a romantic movie, okay? But uh, it's also the scenery is definitely a star in this film. So uh, those are the three autumn recommendations for for everybody. The autumn foliage for me in uh, autumn in New York was a, was a good distraction because personally I was yeah. a little <laughs> bit creeped out by the age difference between Richard Gere def- and Winona Ryder. <laughs> Like, yes, definitely an age <laughs> and And that's one reason why the film, when it came out, it was kind of like, ooh, you know, that's a little, little bit, a little too much, you yeah. know. And, uh, and we, we can tell what's going on in the movie because it's actually in the trailer. I mean, they find out you know, very quickly on that Renata Ryder's character is actually dying of a, a terminal illness and she only has a couple months to live. So yeah. um, it's, we're not spoiling anything. But, it, yes, I agree with you, Mel. 
the scenery of the distraction. <laughs> so this is <laughs> a, a movie I stumbled on this week that I had never heard anything about. And forgive me if you've mentioned it in one of the four years that, you know, we've been doing this, but I highly doubt it. I literally stumbled on it and the cast sucked me in and I stayed for the cast. But it's such, it's probably the most unique zombie movie I've seen in a really long time. It's called The Dead Don't Die. And it right. stars Bill Murray, Tilda Swenson, yeah. Uh, Adam Driver, mm-hmm. Iggy Pop, Danny Glover, Steve Buscemi, Carol <laughs> Kane, Rosie Perez. I mean, I could spend this entire podcast telling you the cast uh, of this movie. But what I liked about it is everybody was so freaking calm. It's like <laughs> the most deadpan like delivery of everything. I think it wasn't until an hour and 22 minutes into the movie when somebody actually raised their voice in reaction to the fact that zombies were taking over their town. Right. Absolutely yeah, hilarious. Was, have you seen that one? Yes, I have. It came out a couple of years ago. It actually played at a theater. And uh, it was one of those movies I was, I mean, I, I don't want to say sleeper, but it was a sleeper. You yep. know, it was like, it was a, a deadpan, you know, yep. it was a zombie, right? It's just exactly. Like, kind of had that zombie swell, you know, with, uh, you know, zombie land and all those things. And this was kind of a more of a, a, a comedic one of it, you know, uh-huh. like a dry, dark comedy. And it just kind of just fell. It just didn't get the the buzz that it should have because it it was entertaining. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was probably the biggest thing was there were so many things to giggle at and so many epic uh, actors and actresses that were on board for the film. I don't regret watching it at all, at all. Yeah, Yeah. when you have Bill Murray and Steve Buscemi in a movie, you got to see it. Oh you gotta see it because those two guys are so talented. <laughs> and it was uh, unique too because uh, I've never heard zombies speak before, but zombies in this movie actually do have <laughs> some limited vocabulary, which is another fun twist that you never get with a zombie movie. All right. Well, I'm glad you you got to see it. <laughs> yeah, me too. All right. Well, thanks so much, Derek, for everything, and I will talk to you next week. Sounds good. Take care.